I felt like the Lord was saying this morning that he really wanted to release a, a, a real dose of just his power. Um, we've went a while, so I'm going to really condense this down. Also, if you remember, I said we've been introducing our, our ministry team. We're going to push that out to next week just because we had communion and it went kind of long. So next week, we'll bring back up some more members of the team. But I feel like there's resurrection power in this room this morning. It's really strong. And the vision I saw before I came, uh, I was getting ready this morning and I saw people bringing things to the Lord that were dead. I mean, they're dead. And they're putting them out. And he just spoke one word. And life came. There's enough power in this room that all it needs is one word. And here's the beauty of it. You can speak the word. Because his words in your mouth are no different than his words in his mouth. You have the same authority. Isn't that what your Bible says? That he gave you all authority, you all power. So when you speak, it's as if he speaks. Some people are always telling me, I'm just waiting on a word. Well, a great thing to do would be start speaking them. Some people are, I need a word. Usually when I need a word, I, I love confirmations. I do, those are great. But I got lots of things I could speak, and I just start speaking them. This morning when I was coming into the service, when I was at home, I was praying. Lots of time to pray this morning. I was just praying, saying, Lord, I release your power. I release your glory. I release your authority in the room. I release your healing in the room. I release your freedom in the room. He is doing something new, folks. He's retraining us. He's teaching us things. It's easier than it's ever been. Some people, I mean, some people, and it's, it's almost sometimes we make it harder than it needs to be. And he's teaching us. How many know somebody that's good at their, let's say they're good at their trade, or they can do it quickly and efficiently? How many know you don't want to hire a contractor that has no idea what he's doing and he just keeps spreading it out? And you're like, oh, don't, you know what, or do you know what you're doing? I did that one time with a, with a heating and air guy to the point where I figured it out and he didn't. <laughs> right? But how many of you know that God is doing something in the earth right now? He's doing something in his body that he's saying, I want to teach you how to do church. How many know we are the church? We are the church. That's really important because you're not the church. You're a believer. We are the church. I am a believer. I am a son. You're a daughter. I have power and authority, but when we come together, we, when two or more come together, the church is together. And stuff happens. And I love what the Lord's doing. I love, I love the newness of it. I love watching people just Look around, look around like, what's going on? Because God is so good, and he's always doing something new. That when it comes to the point that we come to church, and it's like, oh, just another week, we've missed something. He's too good for that. If I don't come into this house and say, whoa, I missed something. You riding with me? 
I don't, and, and the reason that so many times church gets in such a great structured order thing is because people don't like it when something happens they don't have an answer for. Well, what was that? Mm. Did you see that person? Oh, I saw them. <laughs> They're going, ha! Ha! <laughs> yes, I'm talking about Annie. I wish she was in here. <laughs> it's better than going, hmm. Y'all going to get rocked today. There's no area in our life that's safe from the power of God. I said there's no area in our life that is safe from the power of God. Today's going to be a day filled with really good news. So let's, it's already been happening, let's just kind of jump in on a couple things and then I'm actually doing something I've never done before. I've got almost two different sides of one coin and I'm going to go with this for a little bit and then I'm going to flip the coin and we're going to put it in a gear and we're going to go for it. Any area of your life that has no hope is being filtered through a lie. Any area in my life, any area in your life that finds itself hopeless is hearing through the filter of a lie. We need to understand what hope is. Hope is, hope is, not, hope is not a wishful thinking in, in the sense of, boy, that would be great. You know what I mean? That's not what hope is. Hope is something so much greater than that. Hope is this joyful anticipation of something amazing. Hope, the best thing, I, the best way I know to relate it is I have three kids, and how many of you know, like, coming up to Christmas Day, Christmas morning, there's a whole lot of hope in the house. I'm like, they're like, my, my little girl, Mackenzie, she's so filled with hope, I don't think I could ever buy gifts that she's hoping for. She's, um, you know, she's just filled with hope, like, I'm, I'm so excited. It's not this wishful thinking, like, eh, I hope I got something. It's this, I know it's there. I'm so excited to grab hold of the good things my dad got me. See, that's hope. Hope is that place where it's not just a wishful thought. It's not the Lord, the Lord's been speaking to my heart. We've had so many prophetic words. One of them was Demetria came in, um, what, a month ago, and she said, the Lord is going to triple your house in the year. I was riding in this morning, and, and you know what can happen? You can begin to, well, is that going to happen? And the Lord just spoke to me. He said, John, just bank on it. He said, you can bank on my word. He said, you can lock into my word. He said, don't worry, just do. Just step in. You see, that's the hope that you can begin to step into that says, it's done. It's done. We're retraining our thinking. We're beginning to think more. How many of you know that the Bible says that we're to be renewed we're going to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. How many of you know if your mind is changing, your thinking is changing? People get really scared of that because they're like, well, I've always thought this. That'll never change. You can't have your mind be renewed without your thinking changing. Are you awake? Did Tiffany wear you out with worship too much? <laughs> It changes things. 
We think differently. We act differently. We see people differently. We see situations differently because we're changing. And God is teaching us more to be more efficient. I, I want to I talk to you this morning about, if you have your Bibles, open up to Matthew chapter 28. We're going to read a couple passages from there, and then we're going to jump into Ephesians. Matthew chapter 28, just start at verse 1. And it says, now after the day of Sabbath, at the first day the week began to dawn, and Mary Magdalene and the other Mary came to see the tomb. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for the angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat on it. I'm waiting for our earthquake during service. It's interesting that the angel of the Lord, he came and he sat on top of this boulder. He, wasn't, uh, he, didn't, sit, he didn't sit down because he was weary from moving it and needed a seat. The angel of the Lord came and he moved this and he sat down on it. The thing I feel like the Lord would like to point out to us this morning is that the things that have been blocking us from where we want to go, he's moving them. And we're actually going to be able to sit on them. You see, there's something that happens when you can begin to rest when you face down the very thing that's been tormenting you. This is really important. I have had a complete transformation in the way I think because of one thing. When the disciples were on the boat and they were, the boat was going down and Jesus was sleeping and Jesus came up and they said, Master, Master, you don't even care about us. We're dying. And Jesus comes up and says, Guys, where's your faith? What was interesting was not so much that Jesus was trying to teach them that they could speak to it. He was trying to teach them that they could rest in it. And I began to realize something. Anytime that there is a restlessness in my spirit, I don't have authority over it. It's that easy for me. When I begin to think, when I lay in bed and it's running through my mind and it's running through my mind and I wake up and it's running through my mind and, and this happened to me on a topic yesterday. I asked Tiffany, we were at lunch. I said, I need to go pray. I said, because something is keeping me restless and I need to come into a place where I can just have authority over this. Because if it's keeping me from resting, I don't want to be like the disciples. I want to be like Jesus that can come up and say, <laughs> I got this. Be still. He rolled the stone away. The thing that was hindering was rolled away. It wasn't, wasn't rolled away so Jesus could get out. It was rolled away so that we could get in. Jesus, Jesus and other scriptures, he walked through walls in John 20. They didn't roll the stone away so Jesus could make his exit. They rolled the stone away so they could get in and see what happened. And the stone was rolled away. The angel's sitting on top of this stone, and here they come, the Marys. And he's gone. The stone is rolled away, and they, they, the witnessing of this empty tomb was huge. Because this empty tomb was the testimony of triumph, of victory. They had to, see, this is how the testimony works. This is why the power of the testimony is so important. Jesus said, you need to come in and see what happened. 
What was it? It was a testimony of the very thing that he said would happen has happened. And so he moved the stone out. They came in. They walked in. And, and where's, you know, he's gone. And I'm going to say it again. No area in our life is safe from the resurrection power of God. So Mary saw the empty tomb. She experienced this conversation with the angel of the Lord. And she told the disciples and they didn't believe her. And this is where things get interesting because if you read on and we're not going to go through all this, we just don't have time, but feel free to read through the whole chapter. Jesus rebuked them for not believing her experience. Now, this will preach. People say, well, it's not all about experiences. Just so you know, the greatest thing that ever will happen in your life is a salvation experience. Jesus said to them, they said, we don't believe that. He said, he rebuked them because they didn't believe her experience. Isn't it just like Jesus to package something in a person that sometimes we have trouble getting along with? <laughs> oh, he loves to do that. He loves to, he loves to stick that prophetic word in that person that just irritates you sometimes. And they come up and they say it and you're just like, oh. Is anybody honest in this room today? We got a lot of people in this room today. And he'll stick that one word in there and they'll come up and, and you've been really challenged by that relationship and they'll speak it to you. And then you're like, well, I'll test that. <laughs> right? All of a sudden we test everything at this point. You know, well, let me get 12 confirmations. And God loves to put things in people that will push us to actually go somewhere we've never went before. And God put this in, these, in Mary and said, she was containing the experience the disciples didn't get. She was carrying this experience of, of, of the resurrected king that the disciples didn't get to see. And they said, well, I don't know about that. And Jesus said, you better believe her. I'm telling you that, folks, one of the things, if we want to create a culture of miracles, if we want to create a culture where God's power can move freely, we have to create a culture where we honor the person on the left and on the right and behind us, in front of us, because a lot of times they carry your miracle. I don't. I said, they carry your miracle. I don't. He will put it in people around you. I have, I have been to big conferences, and how many you know everybody wants the big dog to pray for them? You know, you, you go to these conferences and they chase them. It looks like a herd. I'm, I'm telling you, it does. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm not going to jump in a herd. You know, I'm, and I, I was always raised by my mom. She's like, if it's God wants it to happen, it'll happen. And so I, and always I'll be standing there and, you know, and then they just kind of show up. But I can't tell you how many times it's been someone on the prayer team that rocked my world. Not the person on the stage. There's something that happens when we begin to create a culture that we begin to believe what God has put in people and we don't say, well, you know, I know who you really are. 
if you had only really known who the disciples were, God didn't say, well, let's pick the best 12 from Bible school. Those will be my guys. Really? Peter? Peter lived with his foot in his mouth. Peter constantly was saying, he's, they're cutting off people's ears. God's like, I, I just love Jesus. He's like, I love Peter. Everyone else is like, really, Peter? I love Peter. Peter was the only one that got out of the boat. Peter was the only one of the 12 after the miracle of the fish and the loaves. And when Jesus looked at the 12 and said, you want to leave too? Peter said, I'm not going anywhere. Give me a Peter over a religious spirit any day of the week. I love the testimonies that we're getting. The one I hear over and over and over and over and over is thank you for helping me get free from a religious spirit. You know, we're going to change something. Because every, every prophetic personality that typically flies into Charlotte has always said there's a religious spirit over this city. That's going to change. I said, that's going to change. It's changing. They're going to fly into this city and they're going to say, what shifted? What shifted? Because I've flown into this city before and I've felt it. But something's changed. Because God is setting people free. How? Because you're actually finding who you are in him. We've been preached our whole life who he is in you. What about who you are in him? If you think you're terrible and he's great, you're still very ineffective. I've met people that think he is the greatest person in the world. And they think they're the worst person in the world. And they can't do anything because they're locked up by what they see about themselves. God is beginning to teach us who we are in him. And it's powerful. Because it changes how people operate. It changes when you minister over people. It changes everything. Because you begin to realize, I actually am a son or a daughter. Peter said, where else could I go? Hmm. You'll never really experience the fullness of what God has for you if you insist that your head understands it first. If you insist that it has to go through here before it can get to here. Oh, those are such sad people. It's just not necessary. They say, well, show me a scripture. I can show you the one who breathed the scriptures. I can show you the one who spoke and it happened. I can show you who he is. I can point you to him. He won't go contrary to his scripture. But the idea that we can limit him. He's so big. He's so good. He's so great. How many know that he loves to get you to a place where he can break through your head and get to your heart? 
He did that with him all the time. I mean, you realize that when the first communion happened, Jesus didn't say, this bread represents my body. Read your Bible. He said, this bread's my body. That's a little radical. You imagine they were like, he, there, there's not a translation that says, this bread represents my body. This juice represents my blood. He said, we're going to drink my blood. We're going to eat my body. He said that to another crew, and they all disappeared. That's when he turned to the 12 and said, you need to go too? And Peter said, I don't get it, but I'm here. I don't get it, but I'm here. There has to come a place, if we want to experience the outpouring, if we want to walk forward, and I feel like the outpouring has already began. Let's not, let's not keep putting it like out there. The outpouring has started. If we want to get to walk in, if we want to get to experience, there has to come a point where we say, I really don't have to understand it all if I just know it's you. I just know it's you because I'm so hungry that it doesn't matter. I've grown up my whole life in church. There's probably some other church kids in here. I'm a PK. I love telling people I'm a pastor and I'm a second generation pastor because it's so rare. Because most pastor's kids hate the church. I just told someone that last week. They asked, they're like, he's like, what you do? I'm like, I'm a pastor. First of all, it's always a funny response. They're like, oh, really? Like, I'm beginning to like that. <laughs> I would, I'm beginning to appreciate that they're surprised, you know? And he's like, you're, you? I'm like, yeah, it's true. And I'm like, actually, second generation? No way. Where was I? I was at Verizon getting a phone, and the guy, the guy's sitting in front of me. He's like, what do you, you know, he's chit-chatting, wasting time, waiting on a phone to load up. He's like, what do you do, man? I'm like, I'm a pastor. And all of a sudden, he's like, yeah, I go to church too. <laughs> Isn't that what everybody says? That's great. Do you love Jesus? <laughs> I go to church too. He's like, come on, phone, come on, phone, come on, phone. <laughs> hurry up, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. Kind of sound like T.D. Jakes for a minute there. Some of you got that. If you don't know who T.D. Jakes is, he's... <laughs> Never mind. If you don't know who T.D. Jakes is, you need to, like, go get a life. <laughs> like, T.D. Jakes is awesome, bro. He's pretty awesome. Get ready, get ready. <laughs> Forget it. <laughs> All right, let's jump in. I want to talk to you about something that I've only talked about one other time, and I'm going to go through as quickly as possible. If you need to leave, bless you. Don't, no biggie. I want to talk to you out of Ephesians, and I want to talk to you about the power of God that's broken down into four types of power. I've only preached on this one other time, and it got really crazy. And I felt like the Lord wanted to highlight a few points in this. I'm going to be reading from the Passion Translation. If you don't have it, you may just want to listen because it might be hard to follow along. But it says in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 17 says this. I pray that the Father of glory and the God of our Lord Jesus Christ would impart to you the riches of the spirit of wisdom and the spirit of revelation to know him through deepening your intimacy with him. I pray that the light of God would illuminate the eyes of your imagination flooding you with light. 
you're gonna feel some life coming into you this morning. Until you experience the full revelation of the hope of his calling. It's the wealth of God's glorious inheritance that he finds in us, his holy ones. You feel it coming in the room? I pray that you would continually experience the immeasurable greatness of God's power made available to you through faith. Then your lives will be an advertisement of this immense power. How many want to be an advertisement of power? I want to walk around and they're like, that's what power looks like. I am a walking advertisement for power. He says that God's power would be made available to you through your faith. Then your lives will be an advertisement of immense power as it works through you. This is mighty power. Here's Paul. He's praying. He's praying that the people, the Ephesians, that you and I would have the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Why? So that we would know Christ and we could understand his purpose and his power on us. It said, I'm going to read verse 19, and we're going to dig through it a little bit. I pray that you would continually experience the immeasurable greatness of God's power made available to you through faith. Then your lives will be an advertisement of this immense power. As it works through you, this is the mighty power. Paul articulates something here that's extreme, almost breathtaking in the language. He's saying that God's power is not just great. He's saying it's immeasurably great. Paul was a great writer. Paul was a great communicator. When you read Paul's letters, he's amazing. And this scripture is really unique because he is working really hard to try to get something across. And he's using every word he knows how. He's he's trying to express to them how great the power of God is. And he's using all these different words trying to get it across. The Greek word for this immeasurably great is this. It's called hyperbolo. And it could be translated also as hyper-surpassing power. I'm going to teach you some stuff, and I'm going to stick close to my notes for time, so hang with me. This Greek word states this. There's no boundaries to this power. So Paul's saying, listen, guys, there's this power I want you to experience. It's immeasurably great because there is no boundaries. It doesn't know boundaries. You can't put boundaries around this power. It's that great. And he's praying that they would know, but more than know, he's praying that they would experience this limitless, this immeasurable power that has no boundaries. <laughs> So how in the world do we grasp something that's so great? How do we even begin to wrap our minds around something that is, the title of it is like immeasurable? It's like manna. What is it? That's what manna is. What is it? Just leave it to God. There's manna. Let's call it what is it. How many of you know that would really struggle in today's church? What's that? Let's call it what is it. What's that? I don't know. (laughs) He said this power is absolutely no boundaries. It cannot be contained. And there are four different Greek words for power that are in this passage. 
that we're going we're gonna to quickly rip apart. And every time we go through one, we're going to release it. Woohoo! I can feel that. <laughs> I just felt like a wave hit me. <laughs> Ain't nobody to catch me either. <laughs> Are you ready? The first word is dunamis. This is probably the one most of us are the most familiar with is the word dunamis power. This dunamis, it's a miracle working power. It's a marvelous working power is what this power is. We get the word dynamite from the word dunamis. So if I can give you a picture, the best I can do is dunamis. Paul is explaining to them, all right, this power, it's dunamis power. Dunamis is a, here's the thing though, dunamis is a potential power. Dynamite is potential power. Until you light it, it's nothing but potential. You all carry dunamis power, but at some point you got to light it. And everybody wonders why sometimes that person's working in signs, wonders, and miracles and so much power. You have dunamis power. You have to activate it. You have to light that fire. You have to light a match. And so this dunamis power is a potential power that has to be activated. That's why when you come to church, you could sit there, and it's a shame that we could sit in our seat with dunamis in us. Because you're waiting for someone else to light it. I don't need anyone else to light my dunamis power. I'll get into worship and I'll go for it. And we carry this outrageous, limitless power. Dunamis has the ability to perform miracles. It's a miracle working power. It's actually found 119 times in the New Testament. Dunamis. Paul used it 49 of them. I think Paul liked his power. <laughs> Paul said to every believer, I pray that you would experience dunamis power. People tell me church is boring. <laughs> like, you've missed something. <laughs> Something's wrong. You see, power is important because power is experience. The problem that we've gotten into, and, I, and I'm going to be careful with this because I know that many of us can appreciate it differently, but one of my concerns is that the church has gotten heavily into what some would call apologetics, which if you're not careful, we step into a place of trying to debate our belief instead of demonstrate our belief. Jesus never taught his disciples how to tell people about him. He taught them how to show people. Now, don't get me wrong. You need to know your Bible. I'm a full believer of that. I want to understand my Bible. But I also believe that if I'm going to do mighty things for him, I can't just go around and try to convince people of it. I show them. I pray for them. They don't care how it happens. When they've been in pain for a year and you pray for them and the pain stops, they don't say, can you explain that to me? They say, thank you. What happened? I told this experience before, but I'm going to tell it again. I was going out to eat one time at a restaurant. Um, 
was Hickory Tavern, and I was going in, and I was the only person in the waiting room. I was waiting on my friend Victor, the crazy guy that plays the drum, and um, I, was, I was waiting, and I was sitting out there, and I walked in, and this girl <laughs> looked at me, and it was, like, really awkward, because she, like, like, she's just sitting there, and then she looks at me, and she starts staring. I'm like, it's that awkward, like, who says something first, like, not like, hey, hottie, you know, like, like she's awkwardly just looking at me, and, and then she's like moving her foot, and moving her foot, and then she looks at me more. I'm like, if it wasn't weird enough, you, now you're like, I'm like, I don't know what's going on. So finally, I'm like, I'm, I'm like, hi, hey. She's like, and she says, you're going to think I'm crazy. I said, probably not. She, that's the first thing she says. She says you're you're going to think I'm crazy. I said, probably not. And she said, this sounds nuts, but she says, I have been in pain all day. My feet have been hurting me so bad today that I could barely stand to do my job. She said, you walked through the door and all the pain left my feet. And she's sitting there, she's sitting there trying them out. Like, is it going to come back? And it's now it's weird because every time I see her, I'm like, how's your feet? And, you know, it's like I was leaving the restaurant. I'm like, I'm like, how's your feet? She's like, they're fine. She didn't say, explain this to me. She said, that's amazing. I said, God, I was like, God loves you. I didn't do it. He loves you so much. He cares about your feet. How many of you know that that's a dunamis power? That it's sitting in you waiting for you just to go, and then you go into places, and you go into restaurants, and you go to school, and you go to work, and all of a sudden, you don't have to say, let me convince you of a good God. You can say, let me show you all about my good God, because you have dunamis power. Come on, y'all. <laughs> you have to carry an experience. Dunamis power is to be experienced. The second word, the first is dunamis. Actually, stand up. You ready? Let's do this in levels. Let's maximize it. That's okay. If I don't get past this, we can call it at this. <laughs> I want you to grab the hand of the person next to you because dynamite's powerful when you link it up. <laughs> Woo! Here it is. I want you to pray right now over the person that you're holding their hands. I don't care if you know them or not. Say, Lord, I pray right now that you would light the dunamis power that is within them right now. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, I speak the miracle working, the power of God right now. Now, now, in Jesus' name, miracles, miracles, signs and wonders. And I, in the spirit, I light a match now. Now, now, come on, you can get this, you can get this, just take it. Right now, right now, right now, right now, right now. Come on, Holy Spirit. Come on, Holy Spirit. Some of you have not felt it in a long time, and it's coming back right now, right now, right now. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. If you don't know what to pray, just say, Jesus, I don't know what to pray, but I want more of you, and he'll give it to you. That's all you got to pray. More. Come on, say more. Come on. There is no boundaries to dunamis power. There's no boundaries. The more you ask, the more you get. More, 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 more. Woo. 
There it is. Come on, that's level one. More. 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 The beauty of this is you can't get too much. You can pray all day and it has no boundaries. It just keeps coming. It just keeps coming. More. More in Jesus' name. Come on, I'm gonna let you be seated if you can. Just lay on the floor, sit on your seat. It's gonna get heavier. The second one is the word is called energia. Everybody say it. Energy. It's Holy Spirit energy. <laughs> I don't know who said it, but it's going to happen again. The second word Paul uses is energia. It means energy. It's the energy of God. It's this thing that when you release it, it has the energy to get anything done. You ever woke up in the morning and just says, I'm full of energy. I'm ready to take on the world. Well, there's this energy in the Holy Spirit that cannot be stopped. It's energia. Paul has it in this passage. He says, there is this power. It's called energia. That is an energy that is only from the Holy Spirit that can't be stopped. So Paul not only prays that you would experience the dunamis power, that's potential power. He goes on and says, I want you to activate it. And then Paul says, I want to pray that you would experience the energy from the Holy Spirit. It's the energy that taps into the power and just goes for it. This front row is getting smooth. I'm telling you, there's something heavy up here. I know where I'd be, I know where I'd be laying. Paul says, I want to release energy in the Holy Spirit. It's not good enough for us to come together as a house, for us to come together and sit together and be in church services where it just carries a potential. I don't want to just sit in a potential service. I want to sit in an atmosphere that power is being released. Something interesting is Paul is the only New Testament writer to use the word energia. He uses it eight times. And every time that word is referenced, it has to do with supernatural power. A supernatural something happened. And he referred to energia. So what activates energia? Faith. Paul is painting this beautiful picture of how big God is. And he says, you don't just need the dynamite power, you need the energy. There's something about energia. There's something about that raw, untamed power. If I could try to paint a picture for you, don't do this, but your, your breaker panel at your house you have these little breakers, that's controlled. But if you were to remove, <laughs> people are getting in the power zone. If you, were, if you were to, you're messing me up, guys. If you were to, if you were to remove that breaker panel, the front of that, pow, that, that panel, there's this big wire that's coming into that panel. That is called untamed power. That's the power that if you touch it, you die. That kind of power. It's not the power where you turn a light on and off. That's, that's tamed power. 
This is a power where it's completely raw. And Paul was saying, guys, there is something in the kingdom that I want you to get a hold of. It is a 100% untamed raw energy that has no limits. It's energy. You can't touch that raw power. God's saying, I've got something that you can activate that is raw, untamed energy. Raw power. This is the power that raises the dead. I said, this is the power that people are raised from the dead. It's raw energy. It's, I, I can feel it right now in the room. I feel it as if there's a, a, a live wire dangling in here. I feel it. Like if I grab it, you're going to get nailed. If you can stand up, stand up. We're going to release the energy of God in the room. And we're going to believe for mighty things to happen. If you can't, stay where you're at. Come on, you can grab their hands again. I'm a, in Jesus, there it is. Right now, in Jesus' name, I release the energy and the power of the Holy Spirit in this room. The energy that will raise the dead is being released in this room this morning. The power that will raise the dead dreams, it will raise the dead areas in your life. Some of you came to church this morning and you feel like everything is dead. This is the power that changes that. This is the power that says, I will jolt you to life. This is the, whoa, this is the paddles of life. That when, it go, when they hit them, life happens. Life happens. In Jesus' name. Some of you are trying to figure it out in your head and you're missing it completely. Don't worry about what's happening. Just tap into it in Jesus' name. I take the paddles of the energia of the Holy Spirit and I shock you to life in Jesus' name. I shock every dream in this room that's died. I shock immune systems that think they've died. This is the power that showed up at Lazarus' tomb and said, you think he's dead, he's just sleeping. When I release the energy of God, he will wake up. He will wake up now, 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 now. Released in Jesus' name. Released in Jesus' name. More, 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 more. Turn it up. 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 Some of you need this in your life. You need to get energized. In Jesus' name. More, more, more. I warned you before we started, there is going to be stuff happening that some of you don't know what it is. More, more, more. I also, here's the thing about energy. You can make a circuit and it just keeps going. There's a circuit in the room that's going through people's hands. You feel it. My hair is sticking up on my arms. It's going through the room and it's releasing power in every area. Dreams are waking up now. I speak over you, the Holy Spirit is saying, it never died, it's sleeping. Come on everybody say, wake up. Wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up. You think you've experienced some. God's saying there's so much more, wake up, wake up, wake up, 
Wake up. I speak to your dreams. Wake up. Wake up. I speak to the callings that never left you. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up. It's not dead. Wake up. Wake up. You can try to sit down if you can. That's just number two. There's, it's not over yet. He was sharing with me, he just had a vision of the earthquake happening in the middle of the room. Going down the middle of the room. We've had things happen here before where contractors have said, you're like, I'm talking 20 or 30 years later, things that were not supposed to happen to this floor were expanding. And they said, no, that doesn't happen 30 years later. God's doing something. The literal ground below us is shaking. I, I'm telling you, there is, a, there is a ground shaking power in this room. As Colby just said, there is a, a earthquake. Say it again. Tectonic plate. The third Paul used the word, I can't even read. <laughs> the third. You guys stop that. The third Paul, the th I can't. Third word. All right. The third word. Paul uses is this. It's East Juice. It's East Juice, and it's the measureless power of God. This word would be described as the force of power. It's an expression of power. It's a power that overcomes resistance. It's the power that plows through things. It's a power that just, it busts through walls. All the thoughts that stop us from stepping into what the Lord has called us to do, this is the power that blows through them. This is the power. This is the, <laughs> this is the power that's like a fire truck coming down the road and everything gets out of the way. <laughs> that's the kind of power that this is. It's an authoritative power. It's a power that blows through obstacles. This is the power, listen, this is the power that overcomes addiction. This is the power that overcomes pain. This is the power that overcomes persecution. And every force that comes against us, this is the power that blows through. You ready? Stand if you can. Some of you have been fighting addictions for a really long time, and it's getting ready to blow through the room. 
My front row is growing. In Jesus' name, we release the power of God that blows through every obstacle that has been stopping you from stepping into your destiny. We speak over 2018 that every obstacle is getting blown through right now. Right now. Addictions. Right now, they're breaking as it blows through them. It's breaking as it blows through them. It's breaking as it blows through them. I can hear the sound of that fire truck coming down the road and everything is getting out of the way because authority is coming. Woo! Now more, 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 more in Jesus' name. Come on. Some of you really need this one. Some of you, the reason that you're having a blockage is because the, you have not let it blow through. I'm telling you, you want to experience him right now. Let this blow through your life. Now. 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 Jesus. Every disease, it's blowing through. Every hindrance, every distraction, every addiction. I... And it's bigger than this room. It's, it's going through our city. I can hear it going through the streets of our city. It's blowing through. Now. More. 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 I don't feel this one's done yet. I don't feel this one's done yet. blow through some of you have been praying for this and it's here it's here you didn't know what you're praying for it's East Juice and it's here and it's going to blow through everything in Jesus name more I'm going to let you sit down for one more thank you Father thank you Father thank you Father can we go through one more some of you are like, I don't know if I can take it anymore. You know, things happen in services like this that you don't know what God's doing. It was in a service like this that Heidi Baker was launched. It was in a service like this that something hit her and she landed on her head. And they ended up... Uh, Randy Clark tells the story. He said, she was upside down. He said, I didn't know how it happened, but I anointed her feet. Now think about, now think about Heidi. What did she do? She was sent, and she's impacting the nation, the continent of Africa. These are the services where things happen that change things. One more. That's my wife, but she says I got to say something. She's. Oh. 
Okay, I can't move. Whoa. Oh, Jesus, if you wanted me to say this, I got to. Okay. Before I move past, who? This, um, what was the third one called again? Ischus. Ischus. Okay. I had a word for the house, but I didn't feel released to say it until now. Yes. Oh, there's people in here or that will be listening to the podcast where you're questioning if, whew, if you should be here. If this is your, oh, your house. And I feel like it's, oh, it's because you have a heart for the city, an evangelist. Ha. Oh. And this power is yours. Yes. That's, oh, that's your place in this house. It's for you to have, oh, the gift of this power. Because you're going to go to the streets and break addictions. You're going to break pain. You're going to, oh, oh. You're going to the one that sets the captives free. That's your place in this house. Ho, ho. I just feel like today is a commissioning for you. Ho, you've been waiting and waiting, ho, and waiting and seeing, ho, God moving in this house. But you're saying, what, what am I supposed to do? I'm enjoying this, but what's my place? What's my place? In, ho, and that's it. Ho, today is your commissioning in that power to go out on the streets. Ho, to go outside these walls. So we do. I just feel like with the two of us standing here, we commission you. Ho. And say your place is here. Your place is here. Your ho. Your place is here. Yeah. Ho. Whoa. One more. One more word. There's a lot more power. Fourth word is called Kratos. It's K-R-A-T-O-S. Kratos. This is the word that means to finish a task. My head just went numb. <laughs> like literally my, my face just went numb. It's a military word. That means to grab, to seize, or to capture. It's a military power. When you're praying th- for a breakthrough in your life, this is the power that comes after the breakthrough from East Juice, and it finishes it. It's the finisher. See, the difference between East Chus is not only does this power plow through, but this is the power that puts the enemy under your feet. This is not just the power that blows through. It's the one that goes through and says, I now, you're under my feet. It's a power that carries victory. This is the 
the overcomer power that we read about in the word of God. This is the power. This is the power that when the resurrection of Jesus happened and said that that power you have, the power that resurrects is this power. It carries victory. If you have areas in your life that you need to overcome, this power is extremely powerful. Each of them carry a different aspect of power. But imagine what the church would look like if every one of these powers broke out at every one of our services. Bring your lunch. Services were the dynamite power, the raw power, the power that breaks through obstacles, and the power that puts everything under our feet shows up. The power of God that when it hits, cities get saved. This is the power that we read about that when the power hit places like whales and history books that we read about when ships would come in and they would get close to land and it said that the whole boat would start feeling the presence of God. It's not fairy tales. It's power. It's power. It's power. This is the power that is not just, it's not reserved for the elites, it's for the hungry. Charlotte has experienced it before. The power of God has hit this city more than once. Our history from the very beginning when this church split off was from a church called Gar. Alfred Gar came to town and the power of God came with him. And Charlotte was so hungry, it begged him to stay. He was a traveling evangelist at that point, And he came into Charlotte. This power was released. Go look it up on the internet. You'll find him. Alfred Gar. He came and people were hungry. And they said, please stay. They convinced him to stay. He stayed, and all of a sudden, everybody started getting healed. They kept wheelchairs. They kept crutches. They were hanging them on the walls. They were all around the room because power showed up. It showed. This church right down the road from here, go down Providence Road, there's a really big white church called Providence Presbyterian. It's not called Providence Presbyterian because it's off Providence Road. It's called Providence Road because of Providence Presbyterian. It was, not, it was there long before roads. It was there long before cars. This church, you can drive down there today. You can go out to Providence Road, take a left, and go four or five miles down the road, and it's a really large church. And one of the interesting things you'll see is there's massive boulders all over the property. There was a season where they used to, they had an outbreaking of the Holy Spirit and they would preach. In 1802, 6,000 people showed up for an outpouring when at that point in time, Charlotte's population was 5,000. 17 preachers stood on these massive rocks around the church, around this, this, there was no church, around this area, and they were preaching, and the power of God broke out. It said that people were falling out of trees. They told them, don't climb the trees. Don't climb the trees. We don't, they heard them plopping. I'm serious. The power of God hurt, you and they began to tell them, please don't climb the trees, because you will fall out, Literally. 
and people were getting hit by the power of God. Paul is writing this passage to us. He's trying to say, guys, I want you to experience what you carry. Paul is praying, and he is this apostolic prayer that says that this will span every generation. Everything that you thought was impossible, this makes it possible. The devil is scared to death of what's happening in this room right now. I can feel it. And I'm going to wrap this up. I got half a page and I'm done. Verse 20. We're still on the power. We're, we're still on this, this word kratos. It says in verse 20, it says this. This mighty power that was released... When God raised Christ from the dead and exalted him to the place of highest honor, supreme authority, and in the heavenly realm. You, you got to catch this. He's saying that this Kratos power is the power that raised Christ from the dead. It's the one that exalted him to a place of highest honor and supreme authority in heaven. The only power that Paul can relate this to, he's saying the only thing I can get, only thing I can tell you is this is the power that raised Jesus. What was different about this power? What was different about Christ's resurrection. You see, you have to understand. You, you might ask me, say, well, I thought you already said that there was another power that raised people from the dead. Well, there is. We talked about that. But see, this power is different. Because there was a power that raised Lazarus from the dead that was powerful. But there's something about this power that you got to get. This power was so powerful, it didn't just have to get Jesus out of the grave. It had to be enough power that every person for the rest of time, that when they came into the kingdom, it would also raise them from the dead. That is the kind of power that he said, it's not just raising Jesus, it raised all of you from the dead. It raised all of you from the dead. That's the Kratos power. There's the power that raised Lazarus, and there's the power that raised humanity. That is the power that he's talking about. Woo! Uh-huh. Y'all. You understand when Jesus... <laughs> you understand when he was raised from the dead what happened? It raised you. It raised me. It raised everyone. Because there was so much power. That power. Paul said, it's yours. Take it. Some, some of you don't know what's going on. I'm not making it up. I'm just telling you what your Bible says. This is what he gave you. And he said, there's no excuse that anything in your life should be dead. 
because I've given you unlimited power. I've given you energy that only the Holy Spirit pours out. I've given you a boundary-breaking power, and I've given you the same power that raised my son from the dead and everyone else. You got it. There's fourfold power that he talked about, and it's here. If you want it, stand up. Whoa. Whoa. Grab the hand of somebody next to you. Everybody say the same power power. that raised Jesus Christ Christ. is in me me. Now. now. Now we release it in the name of Jesus. I want you to release it in the name of Jesus right now. The power that raised Jesus from the dead, the power that raised you from your dead man and let you step into a new life is being released now. Now, 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 in Jesus' name, now. Now, now, come on, there's a lot more than that in the room, come on, more, 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 more in Jesus' name, every, uh, every bondage is breaking down now, every addiction is breaking out now, more, 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 you are going to be <laughs> you are going to be an advertisement for the power of the kingdom. An advertisement for the power of the kingdom. When they see you, they see Jesus. When they see you, they see power. Now, 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 right in this atmosphere, I want you to speak to every single thing that you know is hindering you and watch it, watch it bow its knee. Now, speak to it. Speak to it. Come on. Some of you need to speak to your immune systems. I feel that still. Some of you need to speak to the job situation. Some of you need to speak to this or that. Speak to it now. You tell it right now. You you release the power. Release the power. More, 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 more. Is anybody wild enough to ask for more? More, 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 more 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 pain is leaving right now pain is leaving right now when I said it I thought it was physical but it's actually a lot of emotional pain is leaving right now right now, right now. There's a lot of men in this room that you have been in a lot of pain and you've tried to cover it because of just not wanting to show your weakness, but it's being removed now. Some of you have been on antidepressants. It's changing. It's changing right now, right now, right now. Somebody had pain in their lower back, maybe the lower left side. It's gone right now. It's gone right now. It's gone right now. Right now. People that have seen, they call them floaters in their eyes. They're disappearing right now. They're disappearing right now. They're just, 
You can release the hand if you'd like. They're, they're disappearing right now. They're right, right now. Some of you have no idea still what's going on, and that's okay. That's okay. God has something amazing for you. Amazing for you. Amazing for you. We're going we're gonna to keep right here. The healing power is so great in this room that all you need to do is speak to it. Speak to it. Speak to it. In Jesus' name. Put your hand on the area that needs to be healed right now. Right now. In Jesus' name. I release the full, the, the fourfold power of God into that area of your life. Those joints. Somebody has something in their right knee that needs to be recreated. I can feel it. God's doing something. It's stiff. It's going to loosen. Somebody, I'm not a big metal guy, but somebody's going to have metal removed. I feel it. I feel it. You might even not feel the pins anymore. If you felt the pins before, you may not feel them now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I feel, I feel the healing anointing in the room. Whoa. Whoa. He's doing a reset. When the Holy Spirit was poured out, when this fourfold power was first poured out in Acts 2, people said, they're crazy. And they said, they're not drunk like you think they are. I know they look like drunks. But they're drinking of a new wine. <laughs> and when that happened, power broke out. It never left the earth. It never left you. It's just been waiting for you to open it up. Some of you have desired so much to lay hands on the sick and watch them be healed. You ready? If you need a healing in your body, anywhere, any at all, just raise your hand. Put your hand on somebody around you. Put your hand on them. You got enough faith in this room to believe with me? It's not my, it's not my reputation. I just do what he says. In Jesus' name. If you're praying for somebody, I want you to release the power of God into them right now. Just release the power of God and bless their body with wholeness. Bless their body with wholeness. Like a, in Jesus' name, wholeness. Wholeness in Jesus' name. Wholeness in Jesus' name. And speak blessing over them. Blessing in Jesus' name. Blessing in Jesus' name. <laughs> now when God heals you, I want you to put your hand up and just wave it. And even if it was earlier. We're going to wait because people are going to start feeling the presence of God. Just kind of wave your hand right now. And we'll keep praying. I see your hand. Who else? Anyone else? Let's wait a minute. Check it. You got to check it. You won't know if you're healed if you don't check it. Mm. Check it. So here's what we're going to do. 
If you feel God, if you feel God, if you feel warmth in your body, or if you feel heat, or if you feel God, the pain is lessening, wave your hand like this. Yeah, that's what I thought. It's here. He's here. Come on, let's celebrate for that, all right? Come on. You got it. You have to celebrate to see more. <laughs> now, now, the power, remember I told you the different powers. Remember there's a finisher. Let's release the finishing power of God right now. Put your hand back on them. If that's you, just wave your hand like this. Wave your hand for me so they know who it is. God's already healing you. You feel it. Okay, now I want you to release the power of God that finishes the task. It finishes the task. It finishes the task. It finishes the task. I declare right now, nothing will be left undone. Nothing will be left undone. Nothing will be left undone in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Somebody's ankle is getting healed. Somebody's right ankle is getting healed. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Now, if you feel like God, if you feel, I, I, I don't ever want to make up a healing, so let's never, let's never exaggerate it. If you're not healed, don't have to lie to me. But if you feel like you're healed, I want you to wave your hand at me right now. Over there. Come on. Back there. Right here, right here. Come on, church. Come on, church. I'm not, here's something else that God wants to do. Like I said, if you need to go, you're blessed. Don't worry. Somebody didn't want to get prayed for this morning because you said this. You said, I have been prayed for so many times for that. I don't want to do it again. I don't want to be let down again. That's what somebody said. If you're, if you're fighting being prayed for because you feel like you have prayed over it so many times, I want you to raise your hand. Thank you. I appreciate that. Right back here. Here. This is not, listen, this is not something I take lightly asking. But I know that some people feel like I don't even want to go through it again because I've been through the hurt. And I, that changes how I pray over you. If that's you, here's what you're going to do. Put your hands out like you're receiving something, but here's what you're going to do. For some of you, it's actually the pain and frustration that's blocking your healing. Just say, I give you all this pain, and I give you all this doubt. Just tell them. You don't, however you want to say it, just say, I give it to you, God. And I, right now, say, I receive your healing for me. I declare of you that you would get your hopes up. It's the worst phrase ever created. Don't get your hopes up. That and get your head out of the clouds. You need to keep that head in the clouds if that's where God is. I speak over you. Get your hopes up. Because it's hope that releases something. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I'm going to ask one more time. If you feel a healing in your body and you didn't raise your hand a minute ago, let's do this. If you feel God healing you still, do this. Wave both hands. 
Both hands. We got a lot. Look around. Look around. Don't stop because we got to know who it is. You can stop. You can stop when someone puts their hand on you. Keep doing it. Put your hand on them. Come on. Keep waving those hands. Over here. That corner. Over here. Somebody with her. Over here with this fellow. Wave your hands. Two hands again if you're, if you still, nobody's with you. Nobody's with you. And God is healing you. Okay. Take a moment and pray over them. Take a moment and pray over them. Release the power of God. Release the power of God. Some of you, it's, don't give up. Don't give up. Mm. It's the power of God. Take 30 seconds and pray with them. 30 seconds more. There is power in blessing, church. There is a power in your blessing. Bless them. Bless their body. If they have pain in their back, bless their back with wholeness. If they have an issue in their immune system, bless their their immune system in the name of Jesus with wholeness. Whatever it might be, bless it.